It's that time, the Betting Predators Podcast, where our main objective is hunting down the best bets for you. I'm your host, Sleepy J. You guys can find me on Twitter at SleepyJ underscore pregame. Joined here by the golf guru, golf fanatic, Uncle Dave in the house. You guys can find him on Twitter as well at Dave underscore Esler. You guys could always get us at thebettingpredators.com and on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. All right, Uncle Dave, here we go. Another Tuesday, another golf podcast this week. We head to TPC Craig Ranch. In McKinney, Texas, for the AT&T, Byron Nelson. Last year's winner of this event was K.H. Lee. He returns to repeat as champion this year with 22-1 to 1 odds. A favorite for this event is Scotty Scheffler at plus 360. You guys know how we do this. Uncle Dave and I will go ahead. We'll cover our first-round leaders, make a missed a cut, head-to-heads, top 40s to top fives. And, of course, Uncle Dave and I will go ahead. We'll give out our winners last week, Wells Fargo. Uh, a guy who we mention often on this podcast, Wyndham Clark, Actually went ahead and got the win. Uh, unfortunately, Uncle Dave and I did not have that winning ticket. You know, we had a couple more losers last week than we did winners. Uh, it wasn't bad overall. We went ahead, we chalked it up right around minus 12 units for the Wells Fargo. So right now that puts us up right around 40 units on the year. This week, we'll go ahead. We'll try to go in and get you guys another big ticket cash. Uncle Dave, let's go ahead. Let's start out the Byron Nelson with a little bit of a weather update. This is your department. How are we looking weather-wise for the Byron Nelson? Well, you know, this is actually not going to be a big deal this year. I mean, we, you know, it's not going to be all that hot for what Texas could be this time of year. And they got a 60% chance of afternoon storms all week. So, you know, when are they going to come, if they're going to come, I don't know. So it's really nothing we can or I think we should factor in. You know, maybe they'll have some Thursday, Friday afternoon guys get halted for a bit. I mean, that can work both ways. So I'm leaving it out. So, you know, I'm going to go ahead and say, uh, for my handicapping purposes, weather is not going to be a factor. Yeah, I didn't factor the weather in myself either to go ahead and start this one out. With that out of the way, let's go ahead, Uncle Dave. Let's jump into those first-round leaders. Uh, let me go ahead and start out first here. First-round leader for me, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to play Adam Scott, 45-1. to 1. This one is on Fandle. Outside of Scheffler, you won't find many other guys in this particular field that have very good first-round scoring average. Uh, right now, tee times are out. He's going to be in the fourth group there, Uncle Dave, to go ahead and hit the course. So that makes me excited. Also, what makes me excited is that he had a 32nd place finish here last year in his first appearance. I can only go ahead and view that as a good thing. Scott also coming off of a T5 finish there at Wells Fargo. So I feel like he's going to come in here confident, probably really strong, especially with this game, you know, the way it looked last week at Wells Fargo. Maybe he's live to go ahead and win this thing, but I'm going to go ahead, Uncle Dave, play him first-round leader, Adam Scott, 45-1. to 1. That's what I got for my first-round leaders, my one and only there, Uncle Dave. What do you got? Yeah, I'm glad you used Adam Scott, Sleepy, because I actually had him as one of my guys at the end that I, I wanted to put somewhere that didn't, so good good pick, I think, there. I like Tom Kim, 35-1. to 1. He let me down last week, but he's still the 19th-ranked golfer in the world uh, with more talent anywhere than, except on the greens than just about anyone. I mean, you look at his numbers, 22nd in shots gained total, 14th tee to green, second most accurate off the tee. I mean, I wanted to bet him to win, but I can't trust that he can putt well for four days. I can trust him to putt well for one day. He's also got an 8.34 uh, Thursday tee time with Hideki and Hatton. Shouldn't be a, a, an intimidating group. I think it would be too early in the tournament for Hatton to get all tight wide and maybe affect the kids. So I think Hatton's probably more geared on next week anyhow. So Tom Kim. Um, and one I didn't see coming, Christian Bazudenhut. He hasn't played since the RBC, uh, which can be a concern, but I think this was a planned thing. He's been playing pretty well in his last three stroke play events. He finished no worse than 28th and had two top 20s. 
He's a great putter with an even better short game. He's actually 12th in three-putt avoidance. So he's not going to beat himself on most courses. And with his 8 o'clock tee time, I like his chances. I was going to throw some on our old buddy Patton Kazire at 90-1. to I uh, remember when he had exceptional first rounds and made us a bunch of money, but I looked at his stats and I just can't. So, you know, if that's one, if that's one you want to fly around, I would do that. But those are my two leaders, Sleepy. All right, Uncle Dave, no problem with either of those. Uh, let's do make and miss the cut. You mentioned the guy that I actually had here, and it's, it's a little bit chalky there, Uncle Dave. It's Bazudin who at minus 260 to go ahead and make the cut. I looked at a bunch of guys at like plus money to go ahead and miss the cut. And I think with a field this week, it kind of scares me off of guys to go ahead and miss. So I'm going to go ahead and play Bazudenhut to go ahead and make the cut. I don't want to go ahead and repeat a lot of the good stuff that you said there about Bazudenhut already there, Uncle Dave. So I'll just go ahead and give that one out quick. My make and miss the cut is going to be Christian Bazudenhut at minus 260, and that is on FanDuel. Not sure if you have any make and miss the cuts there, Uncle Dave, but that's the only one that I'm looking at this week. You know, I didn't look at him, Sleepy. I mean, part of it's time, and part of it I think is probably that's the – the least plus EV type thing I can bet in this, so I didn't. But I'm excited that you like Bazudenhut to at least play on the weekend and, you know, hopefully he shoots a 61 on Thursday and we're both good. That would be amazing. So, yeah, good pick there, Sleepy. Uh, we're kind of in agreement so far. All right. Well, generally when that happens, you know, we do rather well. So let's see maybe if we agree on some head-to-heads here. Here's the first one I'm going to go ahead and play there, Uncle Dave. Actually, I'm only going to play one this week. This other one I'm not going to play. Let's go with Alex Smalley plus 105 over Ben Griffin. You know, I used Smalley probably like two or three weeks ago, and he was absolutely miserable, completely let me down. But he had a great outing at the Wells Fargo. He ended up finishing 18th there. Now, he was in a big rut there, you know, for like three straight weeks prior to the Wells Fargo. And uh, clearly he went ahead, he snapped out of it. Now it seems like Ben Griffin is kind of in that rut. He's missed two cuts in a row now. Neither guy has been here before at a, in, a, in a PGA event, but I feel like Smalley right now is golfing a little bit better than Ben Griffin. And, you know, I, hopefully I'm not going to go ahead and jinx Alex Smalley again because he was actually running quite well, you know, prior to the week that I used him. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to play Alex Smalley plus 105 over Ben Griffin. And that wager is on FanDuel as well. You got any head to heads there, Uncle Dave? Yeah, you know, I did pick one. And this one. This one might turn your head. Uh, I mean, but I but I but I like it. Um, I like Terrell Hatton over Scheffler at plus one ninety. How in the world is Scheffler minus two fifty over the seventeenth ranked golfer in the world in an event where he's clearly focusing on the PGA next week? So I mean, that was a no brainer for me. I mean, I'll take Hatton at plus one ninety. And you know, while we're at it, let me tell you who I'm not betting to win, and that's Scheffler. You know, I read his stats in his last ten starts in what you call a weaker average field with easy scoring conditions. I mean, this year he's been third and 11th. Um, not awful, but last year, 15th, 25th, 57th, fourth, and a missed cut. And that does kind of make some sense because, you know, the easier the conditions are, the easier it is for almost anyone to shoot low. And, you know, I just give you K.H. Lee in the last two Nelsons where he's a combined minus 51. So there's 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 my take on Scotty for the week, and I'm, I'm actually going to bet against him in a head-to-head at plus 190 with Terrell Hatton. All right. I don't have any problem with that, Uncle Dave, and I don't think a lot of people are going to take Shuffler, at least guys that are doing podcasts and stuff like that. One, because the major is coming up next week, and does he really care about taking down this particular tournament? I don't believe so. I think that he's just going to go out there and golf and not try to get too aggressive and just go out there and have a nice, comfortable, smooth round or two and maybe he packs it in i don't i guess we'll see 
You know what? Like I said, Uncle Dave, I won't give out that other head-to-head. I'm going to scratch that one. But what I will give out is a nationality prop. And this is almost kind of a head-to-head. So it's going to be the top Canadian. It's going to be a four-man field. It's going to be between Adam Hadwin, Mackenzie Hughes, Roger Sloan, and Michael Gligic. This is basically a head-to-head here with Hughes. And I feel like I'm getting even money here with Hadwin. I felt like this price probably should be somewhere like if it were a head-to-head, like Adam Hadwin minus 180 over Mackenzie Hughes. So I certainly think the price is right because I do not think Sloan or Gligic will go ahead and be much of a factor here. I mean, those guys are like plus 450, plus 650 to go ahead and win this, you know, out, out of these four golfers. So uh, I don't think that they're going to to factor much. It's basically between Mackenzie Hughes and even money. I feel really comfortable with that. And clearly Adam Hadwin is is the superior Canadian out of this group. So I'm going to go ahead and do that. I'm looking at that, Uncle Dave, pretty much like it's a head-to-head. So that is a nationality prop. You guys are going to have to go over to DraftKings to find that. But that is the nationality prop. I'll use top Canadian, Adam Hadwin, at plus 100. Not sure what you think about that, Uncle Dave, but it, it, that seems like a pretty good wager to me. Yeah, I like it. And, you know, as soon as you listed off those four guys, I kind of figured you were going to take Hadwin. Um, and great logic there if you – if you throw out the other two guys, which I guess you can't throw out anybody, but um, you know your your logic about him being maybe 180 over Hughes, uh, it might be that high. I don't know, but certainly that you know if folks are going to make mistakes or or you know, I won't say mistakes, but you know leave holes, they're going to be in the you know uh, less uh, obvious bets like winners and first round leaders and type things. Like they're going to be in those prop bets. So yeah, I like it. All right, and I actually looked for like an Adam Hadwin versus Mackenzie Hughes, and I didn't see one. Uh, they had like a Hadwin versus McNeely and Hadwin versus Aaron Wise. So I looked for it and didn't find it, but I think my pricing seems a little bit uh, more correct. So that, that's kind of what I'm going to do there for that one. Let's go ahead and let's jump into some top 40s through top fives. I have one here, Uncle Dave. If you have this one, I'll be absolutely shocked. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to save it, the top 40s through top fives. Uh, I'll let you go and rip a run first. What are you looking at? Yeah, I got five of them, and I played them all top 20. Uh, first one was Matt Kuchar at plus 190. This is his kind of course. He's in the PGA field next week, so he's got no pressure here. In fact, less because, you know, he probably knows he's probably not going to win the PGA championship, and he'll put out the big effort here, um, unlike somebody that could be simply tuning up, like Scheffler. I mean, you know Scheffler's doing that because he didn't play last week. Uh, and so, so Kuchar, if he's doing well, you know, he won't be trying to leave gas in the tank for next week. So I love that one. Uh, Seamus Power at plus 180. He's a great putter, and he's also sixth in par three scoring average, which is also, I think it's going to be big this week. Three of the par fours are over 200 yards. All four of the par fives are reachable in two. You know, hence you're going to see close to minus 30 probably win it. Um, a lot of people might have him to win this week, and honestly, that's not the worst bet. But I usually take the conservative approach. Um, I would rather win more bets for less money and spread the risk around. Tom Hoagie, uh, plus 200. You know, believe it or not, Hoagie is number one shots gained approach. I have a hard time looking at his stats and wondering really how he hasn't won more than he has. I mean, if you're numero uno on shots gained approach, you probably don't putt well, I would have thought. But that's not the issue. Um, he's not Jason Day on the greens, but he gains strokes. His issue is off the tee. And to be honest, I think that's the least important stat for me this week. Um, and what he also is, is sixth in greens of regulation from 200 or more yards. Um, and I go back to what I said about power. Three of these four par threes are over 200 yards. So he could also be a dark horse. Um, 
hoping I don't get your guy in here, Sleepy, Scott Stallings. Scott Stallings at plus 225. You know, I think this is a gift. They've only played this here two years, and he's played both years, 25th last year, third the prior year. I mean, I just think this course fits his game, and it, at 60-1 to 1 or whatever he is today, if you want a semi-flyer winner, uh, he could be one. And K.H. Lee, I mean, top 20 plus with, uh, 115. I mean, how can I not? He's minus 51 in the last two years here. I mean, and minus 51, that's not an accident. I don't love the fact that he's playing with Scheffler and Day Thursday and Friday, but it is what it is. And I'm not going to take him to win. I mean, in what world is he the sixth favorite at 22 to 1? I mean, at one other tournament would he be under 40 to 1? So, you know, if he three-peats, great. Uh, but taking him to three-peat at 22 to 1 just doesn't do it. So I will take him top 20. And I'm still all ears to see who you've got in there that, that I would never have. All right. Well, you didn't name him there, Uncle Dave, but what you did say was one thing that I was actually considering when I was going through doing my handicapping is that the accuracy for you wasn't all that much of a big deal this week, and it wasn't for me either. Now, this course is wide open. Last year, KH Lee shot 26 under par. You know, there's a lot of places and a lot of areas pretty much everywhere, you know, that you can make up strokes on this particular course. So, you know, you might not be the most accurate guy, and I don't think that there's a reason to go ahead and X that guy out. I think putting is going to be uh, one of the one of the main areas where guys just make up a ton of strokes here. So we'll see. But I, I wasn't you know overly concerned about the accuracy with some of these guys. Uh, what I'm going to do there, Uncle Dave, top 10, 14 to 1, Austin Smotherman. Recently, Smotherman's kind of been bouncing back after a cut, and he was cut at the Wells Fargo. He finished 25th here last year. Now, I think that this field overall this year, is particularly weak. It was far stronger last year, I believe. And if you look at his stats at the Byron Nelson versus any other course that he played at, uh, maybe over the course of like the last one or two years, his numbers are kind of like eye-popping here at TPC Craig Ranch. I just wonder if this is like a particular course that just really suits him well, or if it's one of those things that we just talked about where you don't have to be deadly accurate and you could pick up you know, a certain amount of strokes and Smotherman obviously is going to have some strong points. And maybe he just feels really comfortable here with his strong points and he makes up a bunch of strokes. I don't know. But I feel really good with what he did here last year, the fact that he's off a cut and he bounces back off of a cut. I think he comes in here focused, looking to bounce back. So, Uncle Dave, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to play Austin Smotherman top 10 as a little bit of a semi-shocker at 14-1. to 1. With that out of the way, let's go ahead. Let's jump into our winners there, Uncle Dave. I'll let you go ahead first there, Uncle Dave. You named one of these guys already. Not sure if you put him in your winners, but I have two. Who are you looking at this week? Yeah, a couple of guys here that I, uh, you know, they're kind of long shots, but not really. Taylor Montgomery at 40 to 1. Um, the kid's seventh at birdie average and third in shots game putting. He doesn't lose strokes anywhere. I mean, his odds kind of reflect that because I thought we could get better. Uh, and I hate being on whoever other people might have. And, and I've heard his name thrown around, but, you know, he hasn't been playing poorly. Uh, as you might think if you look at his finishes, but he seems to have that sort of one round that knocks him out of it more often than I would like. So first round leader isn't a bad option, but you know his skill set fits the ballpark here. And the other one is Maverick McNeely at 50 to 1. Number one, shots game putting. I can never ignore that. Uh, or his 50 to 1 price, which you know is not a super strong field. And I'm glad I waited to today to bet it because he was 40 to 1 yesterday, which means Nobody likes him as much as I do, so you know that may be the bet I'm going to make that you might not want to. Um, he doesn't have a win yet, 
uh, but he's only been a tour pro since 2020. He's had 12 top tens and four top fives. And normally I wouldn't go for someone that hasn't won yet, but that trend seems to be breaking lately. Uh, and this is by far not a full field. And the other two guys I, I did not use that I want to, you already have three, actually you already mentioned Adam Scott, uh, was Hideki and Will Gordon. So hopefully I left you a wide open avenue to, to drop a bomb here, Sleepy. I know, Uncle Dave. Well, you named one of my guys there, Maverick McNeely, fifty-five to one. No, I don't. I'm not going to go through all the positive stuff that you said there, Uncle Dave. But when I was actually looking at this, I'm like, this guy just sounds like a McKinney, Texas kind of rancher dude. You know, Maverick McNeely. I'm like fifty-five to one. I'm like, why the hell not? But you know, in all seriousness, though, you know, he finished thirty-second here last year, and his game. I kind of feel like it, it kind of tops out in some of these like weaker courses versus other courses again. You know, like I was just talking about with like Smotherman, like Maverick McNeely's stuff here at this particular course was just popping off the sheet. So I went ahead and used him at 55 to 1. And then here's the other one there, Uncle Dave. And I thought maybe you would have Seamus Power at 40 to 1. You know, he's been here twice. Fantastic finishes, T9, T17. And in these lesser type of tournaments against these weaker fields, that's kind of where Seamus Power pounces. I think he's 100% live. And I think at 40 to 1, I feel like we're getting him cheap. I felt like maybe 22, 25 to 1 seemed correct. And at 40 to 1, I was kind of drooling over that. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to make a sizable wager here on Seamus Power to go ahead and win this thing. And I normally don't make big bets on guys to win, but I feel like with this particular field and what he's been doing, that I might make a, a half decent sizable bet here. And he's coming off of a respectable finish at the Wells Fargo, 18th place. I think that just catapults him after a few down weeks, and he has to feel like he's a contender here. The odds makers kind of don't think so, but I think they're certainly wrong on that one. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to play Seamus Power 40 to 1 and Maverick McNeely 55 to 1 for my winners this week. Again, guys, we have the big major coming up next week, so a little bit shorter podcast for you this week. But it sounds like uh, from Uncle Dave and I that you guys got plenty of wagers. Hopefully, we go ahead and cash that big ticket. You guys know where to find Uncle Dave and I on Twitter, at SleepyJ underscore pregame, at Dave underscore Essler. And you guys can always get us at thebettingpredators.com and on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. With that said, I'd like to wish you guys all the best of luck. Enjoy the games. <laughs>